0: Going to the GP, asking the GP, what do you think? Oh, I'm not sure. Going to one paediatrician, telling me there's nothing wrong with him. I'm just an old mother and an older mother, so I'm worried. Going, to another, uh, going to, back to the GP, saying my, my daughter is his age. She doesn't act like this. You're right, there's something wrong. Let's go to another paediatrician. Coming out of the other paediatrician in tears, such a bad prognosis. You know, this child will never walk, will never talk. You should think about putting him into a home, suggesting a home for me and everything. Um, I'd driven in the car with Matthew, so distraught I couldn't get the car. I couldn't get in the car. I got a taxi home, walked in the door. My husband looked at me. I was crying. I said, "He's something like he's autistic." We didn't even know what autism was up till Matthew being diagnosed. I can honestly say I, I know about five sentences about autism. But then, once he was diagnosed, we read, read, and read, you know. But most of it was from America and stuff like that. You know, nothing really about New Zealand. We did that. We we were sad that we had to do that as a family. But we said, okay then. And then, that was the first time that I went to the paediatrician and he suggested going on medication. And I really was not happy about going the road down to medication. But Matthew was not sleeping. He was very hyperactive. He wasn't able to be controlled at school, um, with the hitting and stuff like that. So Mandy, who was at school, who was uh, a special ed teacher, she came with me to see a pediatrician who specialised in children like Matthew, and we um, put him on medication. Is that for his ADHD? ADHD, he was very, very hyperactive. I mean, he only slept three or four hours a night. Put Matthew in the car and just go for a drive at three or four in the morning. And Pack and Save was open during those during oh, 24 hours. So we'd go to Pack and Save we'd get you a drink yes. and some lollies because you didn't eat much. And um, he would drink and have lollies and then he'd fall asleep. And then we would wait, then we we'd park it maybe, not every day, but sometimes we'd just park it. At, the, at maybe Prince's Beach, and he would sleep and I would sleep. And then we'd come home at 6-7 in the morning. That's the second time I've heard about like driving
1: the autistic yeah. in, yeah. in car. yeah. That's the second time. Is it yeah.
0: effective? It's very effective. It was effective for us because either we are staying home and the whole family was awake at 4 o'clock, 3 or 4 o'clock. Didn't seem right, because my husband's a fisherman, he was going out three or four anyway. So, um, yeah, so we we decided that, I did. you know, we just did what suited our family, and that suited us, you know. But once Matthew was on the medication, um, he'd calmed down quite a bit, and it it was good. I mean, I, I really did not want to go down the route of medication, but at the end of the day, I thought, this is how it's going to have to work. And, and and we went to the medication, so eventually he got, go- he, after the three, once he calmed down to medication, he was managed, into, more able to be controlled, he went to school from nine to three. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was good for him, and that was good for us. I heard
1: about the fishing, did you go fishing with your dad? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, if,
2: yeah. yeah. And he
0: likes to throw rocks with you, oh,
2: so he? Like to throw rocks.
0: Yeah, at the sea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have, yeah.
2: have you caught any fish? No,
0: no. <laughs> no, probably not. And then the police came and took him down to the police station and waited for a phone call. <laughs> the thing is, that I thought my husband had him, my husband thought I had him, and then when I called everyone for dinner, no one had him. <laughs> and I, Where's Matthew? Where's Matthew? You know, I mean, he gave us so many frights over the years. I remember one morning getting up, he wasn't in his bed, and I thought, oh, God, where is he? and we lived on the parade in this time, and I looked out the gate, and the bus had stopped outside our gate. I thought, oh my God, he smashed underneath the bus. And then the goal was always that he was going to get the bus to and back on his own. So he'd been going to High for about two terms, and I said, this term, Matthew, we're going to learn how to get the bus. So we learned how to get the bus. So I would watch him get the bus, and I'd follow him.
1: you follow on a separate car? Or? On a car, on the oh, car, okay. yeah, on the
0: car, yeah. Anyway, we were up to about our third week and I was still following him. And he got off at Winton High oh, he's doing this really well. And the bus driver got off the bus too and he said to me, look here lady, I've watched you for three weeks following your son. I think you're the one that, <laughs> that needs to grow up and leave the boy alone. <laughs> so since then I didn't follow him. And then, um, and then there was a little girl, up there, a young lady up the road that she lived in the same street as us. And I just said to her, just make sure that Matthew gets the bus yeah. home every day. She would just discreetly keep an eye on him and sit with him. And uh, he learned yeah, so he learned to go to Wellington High on his own when he was about how old were you at Timberland. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he'd been two years at home yeah, and then he learned how to go, to, and so the next transition, of course, is when he went to World Tech to learn how to get the bus from Island Bay to the railway station, railway station to World Tech, and he went there for two years, and he learned quite a bit, and they were, and he was still, he had started doing the work experience at the supermarket, which was really good, so World Tech was Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Wednesday was a day off, and that's when he would go to the supermarket, and he really enjoyed that, and he learned to get the bus to the supermarket and back and he really enjoyed that. And then um, once he, um, by the time he'd finished World Tech, they you know, said to him, you know, he can start work. He'd went to, he hadn't started working um, paid work then. So he went to Maranga and, le- and stayed there. And they, Maranga was teachers and skills, you know, for life, life skills. And um, then once he got the job at um supermarket, he would just go to Maranga on the days or on the times so that he wasn't at the supermarket
2: set the shelves and do the packing bags at the checkout counter and clean the clean the kitchen dishes and the kitchen staff room and clean the sanitize set, set with the baskets and uh do s- the the stacking shelves and doing
0: what about cardboard i uh,
2: did the cardboard it message it into recycling big time recycling. In, into the recycling yeah
0: if stats of cardboard and stuff like that. So he yeah. works, um, what days do you work, Matthew?
2: Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays and Saturdays.
0: Yeah. Well, having four older boys, I think the secret to, you know, boys are pretty rowdy, was sport. <laughs> sport. Sport was a thing to be doing. <laughs> yeah. right. So you know, as soon as they could like literally walk, <laughs> they were into cricket and into, into soccer. Um, being Italian soccer is really, you know, the in thing. So the, always, the boys always play. I mean, I remember Saturday morning having Matthew six months old. The, Joe seemed to go always fishing on a Saturday morning, because, you know, you have to go with the weather. So I'll have Matthew on one hip, the four other boys in the back seat, i would go to Karori, to Island Bay, and just run around the soccer field, hardly even watch a game, because I was so busy picking one up and dropping the other one off. But, um, yeah, so I think we got Matthew into sport because he was very hyperactive. And, I was, um, and a friend of mine sent me a text who had, she's got a special, two special needs children. And she said to me, um, Matthew, uh, Matthew would probably benefit from um, going to Special Olympics. So, and um, when we'd heard about a hip hop group that they were, it wasn't Special Olympics, it was just a group of mothers that put a hip hop group together. And so Matthew doing a hip hop group. Well, Matthew got a lot of love, a lot of understanding, a lot of caring um he's four older brothers and his dad. They, no one ever, ever complained about this little kid. I mean, we used to go out for dinner every week, and at one stage we couldn't go to dinner everywhere. Because I, mean, I remember once we went to Valentine's restaurant and he just went there and went, Shh. <laughs> put all the food on the floor and stuff like that, you know. So we were never going anywhere. If we had a family wedding, one of us would stay home and look after Matthew, and then they would go to the wedding with the kids, you know, and that's what it got like. But the goal was always that Matthew was going to be a part of everything. It is going to take more time, yeah. and that you know. So when my sister came back from overseas and was going to get married, she said to me, oh, um, "I want Matthew to be paid for. Autism's a label, but you need to forget the label and just live as normal life as possible. And then things might take a bit more time, but I honestly think that you've eventually sure you get there. Yeah, and I think that's what you know. You've got to give hope to people. I think, yeah, autism is about hope, about making sure that you give your very best to your child, and um, yeah, and then in return they'll do everything they can. They'll do what they're capable of. If they're not capable of something, they'll let you know. You step down a level and you start again. Um, there was times when I thought, oh, Mac is never going to be able to do this. But no, he was surprised us every time, you know. Then I'd go back and forget about it for six months. Then I'd go, like, he can read, he can write. I don't think he's going to be able to read and write. He, he reads labels. He's he very good at keeping things in order and stuff like that. I mean, when they were changing the supermarket round, I was really worried because he's got a photographic memory, so he remembered where everything was, so they had to relearn everything, and which was really good. Um, and he's relearned really everything. He's
1: Sunday, Matt's house. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. I know, Matt, you're busy and you also have work.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, as long as we get to work at three o'clock, we'll be fine. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Who is Matt and Maria?
0: Okay, so I'm Maria, Matthew's mum. Matthew is the youngest of five boys. Mm. Um, so Matthew was born when I was 39 years old and my husband was in his 40s. A bit of a surprise baby, but a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. At first, when we told his brother, their brothers, that they were having a new baby in the family they were quite shocked I think the oldest was 15 and the youngest was eight so they had quite a, a good lifestyle And all of a sudden this young baby came into the family and they they really loved him and they was such they were so good with him they as soon as they came into the hospital they saw him they loved him immediately and they could not do enough for him so everything was quite good um, when Matthew was little and then all of a sudden when he was about We actually thought he was quite smart, because he could line up stuff, and he was really good, you know, think, oh gosh, he's really bright. Then all of a sudden, when he was 15 months, about 15 months old, we realised he was different from his brothers, and that's when the journey began. Mm. Going to the GP, asking the GP, what do you think? Oh, I'm not sure. Going to one pediatrician telling me there's nothing wrong with him, I'm just an older mother and an older mother, so I'm worried. Going to, another, uh, going to back to the GP, saying, my, my daughter is his age, she doesn't act like this. you're right, there's something wrong. Let's go to another pediatrician, mm. coming out of the other pediatrician in tears such a bad prognosis. You know, yeah. this child will never walk, will never talk. Yeah. You should think about putting him into a home, suggesting a home for me and everything. Um, I'd driven in the car with Matthew, so distraught I couldn't get the car. I couldn't get in the car, I got a taxi home, walked in the door my husband looked at me, I was crying, I said he's something like he's autistic. We didn't even know what autism was. Mm, no one, mentioned, no one was. mentioned it. Yeah, so since that one that one time you know at the at the um at the second pediatrician he said about autism we're lucky we just got a computer so we looked up autism and we all looked at each other and went oh my god this is going to be so hard. Mm. But we decided right from the beginning that Matt we would teach we would just um, Matthew would we would just raise Matthew like we raised as brothers, but we would just take a bit more time doing it. Right. And that's what we decided to do. So Matthew, you want to say about yourself?
1: Welcome, Matt, to the podcast. Another welcome. Welcome. And how are you?
2: I'm good, thank, thank you. you. Who is Matt? You yeah, you want to say this? Hi, my name is Matthew Deliver. I was born on the January, 15th of January, 1996. I am 20, 27 years old.
1: In terms of the journey, Matt, how is it growing up? You were born here in Wellington, right? I was born in Wellington.
2: Yep.
0: And how was yep. it
1: growing
2: up in Wellington? It was
0: good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you remember about
2: your journey. I remember being very busy. Mum was tell you more growing up. My parents and my brother Will were always running after me. Yeah, oh, always
0: yeah. running after Matthew was very hyperactive. Mm-hmm. Not only the autism, but the hyperactivity. Um, you know, he, he just managed to get out of all the you know you could climb out the second floor window of the house and stuff (laughs) like that you know one day the guy down the road rang us up and said to me where's Matthew I said I hope he's in bed because no he's not he's here you know and Matthew had gone down the road um you know it was just it was such a learning curve for us as a family and for Matthew too up till Matthew being diagnosed I can honestly say I, I know about five sentences about autism and but then uh, once he was diagnosed we read read and read you know but most of it was from america and stuff like that Mm -hmm. you know nothing really about new zealand um but once when matthew went to kindergarten um we um they got us in touch with special education i had a wonderful gp that helped us a lot and um special ed was really good got us into the um and poor kindy and matthew um had a one-on-one teacher there and really thrived at and poor kindy um, you know, and I've always said that um, Matthew's journey was the whole of Island Bay's journey. You know, Matthew got lost. Everyone looked for him.
1: So you, you got your support group? Yes, there. I had the
0: support group, the neighbors. Yeah. Um, I had tremendous support from my husband and the, the four boys and and their partners as they as a the family grew and even his nieces and nephews um and um and the village I mean I remember my smithy getting lost and I just told the lady next door she started looking I told the lady behind the fence she started looking my mother in her 70s was in the middle of the road stopping cars have you seen my grandson
1: <laughs> how, <laughs> you
0: know? how old was he uh, about four or five yeah four or five yeah he he, he, he was a runner he was uh-huh, a runner. Oh, it was
1: terrible. Yeah. Make make
0: yeah. Oh, do you still remember that, Matt? Ma- yes, <laughs> I do. Yeah. Who brought you home when you got lost that that, that first time? Who brought you home? The, place. Yeah, the police. The policeman, yeah. 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 yeah, and the police were wonderful. So um, we couldn't find Matthew, it was two and a half hours. So we ran the police, and they said, it was in January, and they said, is he wearing gumboots? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, I'm he is. Yeah, and, and he was wearing gumboots, and apparently he was sitting at the police computer, <laughs> right. they said we'll bring them home don't worry mm. and they brought him home and they talked to us mm. about how in, a stranger danger and all that sort of thing Matthew didn't really understand much mm. but they did say to us we'll keep him on the file if Matthew gets lost ring us we won't wait the 24 hours we'll start looking right we did that quite a few yeah. times over the years do you
2: still remember where you went
0: where did you go when you got lost where did your you
2: go on a video shop To the police station. station.
0: Uh, And to the pub. And to the pub. Yeah. (laughs) 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 They went to the pub and someone was holding his hand. Does anyone know this child? Does anyone know this child? And um and then the police came and took him down to the police station, mm. and waited for a phone call. <laughs> the thing is, that I thought my husband had him. My husband thought I had him. And then when I called everyone for dinner, no one had him. <laughs> and I said, Where's Matthew? Where's Matthew? You know, I mean, he gave us so many frights over the years. I remember one morning getting up. He wasn't in his bed and I thought, oh God, where is he? and we lived on the parade in this time and I looked out the gate and the bus had stopped outside our gate I thought oh my god he smashed underneath the bus oh. and all of a sudden the bus driver picked him up and he was had a smiling face like this <laughs> at three and a half and um, he was pointing at our house obviously yeah. saying, that's where I live and that but I think with Matthew because he had um very limited verbal communication mm-hmm. it was very very hard but those first didn't... couple of years
1: yeah but he learned how to communicate
3: eventually yeah. right
0: yeah. yeah we learned how to communicate with little things like um Oh, this is shocking i bought a packet of wine gums <laughs> mm. and we used to teach them colors with the wine gums. so once we learned how to do orange you could eat the orange wine gums, didn't you matt yeah yeah
1: you still remember the colors
0: you remember yeah. the colors That's yeah and, and by about a, and the goal was always to teach matthew one thing a day yeah. i thought the other boys they did everything straight away with matthew i was just um you know okay so he was like 18 months when he was diagnosed you know and then we thought okay well we'll teach him words would take a word a day a color a day we um went there was an uh, there's a program called the early bird program that was that was just being established i was in kenapuru hospital so matthew was really hard to look after and my husband was a fisherman and my sister's a nurse and she was on shift work so she would look after matthew and i would go to Kinapuru and learn how to help matthew matthew was about three and a half matthew had about 10 words and so they would say you know what is matthew like I so he loves music so they said teach him teaching to speak through music so we would sing row row you know vote and all these songs and stuff then you know one day Matthew just said to me mum row row that was it and we were so happy you know and he said quite a quite a few other words that I can't mention on national I can't mention here but uh, <laughs> yeah but um, row I row <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't mention that yeah. and um so Matthew Matthew um yeah so very very slowly um Kindergarten was great, eh oh, Matthew? Did yeah. you enjoy it work on yeah. kindergarten did you
2: going to Beer and Poor?
0: Yeah, Be- and Poor. And who looked after you there? Marian. Yeah, so we've made lifelong friends with Marian and she was his teacher aide yeah. and she was very tolerant, very patient with him. And um, he always had one on one at Be- and Poor Kindy.
1: Until when
0: did he have his uh, teacher aide? Like, until um, so he started kindy about three, mm-hmm. didn't you? Yeah. And then and then until you were five, uh, you had a teacher um, Until oh, okay. Until I'm four oh four four and then um then he went to um St Francis de South school where I went to that school and his brothers went to that school and they didn't have many autistic children at that school but Mandy the special ed teacher she was very happy to have Matthew Mm. because she knew our family and there's one or two other children there and so Matthew was um their learning curve Mm. they had to um put gates on do gate uh, Matthew, the safety, for, safety, for safety. The safety yeah, yeah. yeah. Matthew because Matthew was a runner they um they really really tried to make it as easy as possible we um but Matthew was a bit of a Matthew went to a stage where he was hitting other kids, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And some of the parents were not happy. Yeah. So um, what happened then is they asked us to come to school three hours a day. Three hours a day. Because we only had teacher aid for three hours a day, not from nine till three, Mm. just for three hours a day. So um, we did that. We, We were sad that we had to do that as a family, but we said, okay, then. And then that was the first time that i went to the pediatrician and he suggested going on medication and i really was not happy about going the road down to medication but matthew was not sleeping he was very hyperactive mm. he wasn't able to be controlled at school um, with the hitting and stuff like that so mandy who was at the school who was uh, a special ed teacher she came with me to see a pediatrician who specialized in children like matthew and we um, put him on medication
1: is that for his
0: adhd adhd he was very very hyperactive i mean he only slept three or four hours a night and um when he was up we had to, i had to be up too one of us had to be up because he would turn all the lights on be like a disco place at three in the morning all the tv's on the uh, you know and the kids the older boys were studying for school CUE, and all those things and they were getting the a minute you're on your deep sleep oh, next month the the radio's blasting, the TV's going, the lights are on, you know. Everyone's awake. <laughs> <Yeah. still waiting. laughs> Everyone's awake, like, you know, yeah. So quite often what I used to do is just put Matthew in the car and just go for a drive at three or four in the morning. And Pack and Save was open during those, during uh, 24 hours. So we'd go to Pack and Save, we'd get you a drink yeah. and some lollies because he didn't yeah. eat much. Yeah. And um, he would drink and have lollies and then he'd fall asleep. And then we would wait. Then we'd park it maybe, not every day, but sometimes we'd just park it. At, the, at maybe, maybe Prince's Beach, and he would sleep and I would sleep. And then we'd come home at, f- at six, seven in the morning.
1: That's the second time I've heard about like driving the autistic kid yeah. in college. Yeah. In- yeah. yeah. That's the second time. Is it yeah.
0: effective? It's very effective. It was effective for us because either we was staying home and the whole family was awake at four o'clock, three or four o'clock didn't seem right because my husband's a fisherman and he was going out at three or four anyway so um yeah so we, we decided that I did you know we just did what suited our family and that suited us you know but once Matthew was on the medication um he'd calmed down quite a bit and it, it was good I mean I I really did not want to go down the route of, of medication but at the end of the day I thought this is how it's going to have to work and, and and we went to medication so eventually he got going he after the three once he calmed down to medication he was managed into, more able to be controlled mm. he went to school from nine to three right. yeah mm. and that was good for him that was good for us
1: i heard about the fishing did you go fishing with your dad yeah yeah yeah
0: I, yeah. yeah and you like to throw rocks at dad. I like
2: he? to throw rocks
0: yeah at the sea <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Have you, yeah have you caught any fish no nah.
0: No. <laughs> no. probably
2: not. Yeah. No, no. Do you want to try again? Yeah. Or at some point? I'll try. Since I was six years old, I went to the room seven. Justin Anna forgot the date wrong when I was little.
0: Yeah, when he was little, um, some of the teachers didn't quite understand Matthew. But once they did, it was really good. He used to have this tantrum. Every time he'd go to school, if the date wasn't changed in the calendar, he'd throw this huge tantrum. And he I mean, thrown soft on the ground, screaming, yelling you know, stuff. So the biggest thing was for us just to make sure that the teacher changed the date. Yeah. <laughs> and most of the time she did remember to change the date and a couple of times she didn't. Boy, we all suffered. And Matthew, that's what he was thinking about Was the teacher change didn't change the date. Yeah. But um, he went to the blessing of the boats with Dad, didn't you, Matthew? Yeah. yeah. and there's a few of his friends. Once a year we had the blessing of the boats and on the back once a year in yeah. February. Right? And, yeah, in February they had the blessing of the boats and he enjoys doing that.
1: So did you meet
3: uh, any
0: friends back at, at school? Yeah, 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 um, um friendships were hard to develop at school with Matthew. Um, but we had like, um, we, we had some wonderful young people that were very, you know, seven, eight-year-old couple of two, you know, I've got to mention Haley and Petula, two seven, eight-year-old girls that really talked to Matthew, would spend time with him in the playground, We walk around with him. And to this day, they're still friends with Matthew which is really nice a couple of boys that he went to school with um my friend has twin boys and they were very good with Matthew Mm. and um yeah it's just that as a family we just try to do everything ourselves but we we did let other people in so that Matthew could have quite a normal life right yeah Yeah. um Matthew hasn't got a best friend or anything but he has a lot of friends yeah yeah
1: He has built like his community, his yeah. own support group yeah, and that's, that's
0: right. very he important. Has, yeah. I mean he has his family support group, he has his work support group, he has his um, home support group and he goes to a day base called Maranga mm-hmm. when he's not working and he has that support group there. So he's got a, uh, and then um, the community is very good with him, Um you know, everybody knows him, he's well known. Our family's lived in Bay for oh, my parents lived here. We lived here, my parents mm. both passed away. So everybody knows our family. Yes. And the boys, of course, the older boys have done sport and stuff like that. So everybody, you know, where our family's quite well known because, you know, uh, sport and work and stuff like that. So yeah, um, it's been good for Matthew that he's got a great, yeah, um, yeah he's friends with his brother's friends, you know, like mm-hmm. he'll quite That's often. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey Matthew, <laughs> who do you, t- you, you, you Skype? Damien's friends, don't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Chris's friends. Yeah. And he's got a Facebook page. Where are they from? Yeah.
2: Grades so of friends. Yeah, Wellington, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah, Wellington. And he's got his auntie in Australia that he, he gots regularly. Yeah, he's yeah. And regular. his brother in Australia very regularly. Yeah. Have you
1: been to Australia?
2: The last time I went to Australia was four years ago. What was it? February the 17th. Oh, February the 13th yeah. until the 17th. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So as you can tell, Matthew is very good with dates. Yes.
1: <laughs> so what did you do in Australia?
2: I went to the concerts, mm. I went to see S Club 7, went to see LM 5 and Big Brother and Christina Aguilera and Jamelia. It was a big concert he went to. Ah, Australia. it was a big concert. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, then you, and you're going again next year aren't you?
2: Yeah, I'm going again, again.
0: Yeah. Who are you going to see next year?
2: Pink yeah, Brisbane yeah. Even Australia. Though,
0: even though it's in New Zealand, he does want to go, he wants to go to Australia. His brother will be there and his auntie, so he'll spend time with them. It's going to yeah. be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did
1: you enjoy the the last time you were there? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Have yeah. you competed
0: there? Yes. When yes. did you when did you compete in Australia? Where did you compete? At Keynes.
2: At Kings, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gold and silver. So and little... Bronze.
0: Yes. What's the competition? I was at trans Tasman Games.
1: Oh, okay. Trans Tasman yeah. Games. Yeah. Sure. So how did Matthew got into running and in athletics?
0: Well, having four older boys, I think the secret to you know, boys are pretty rowdy. sport (laughs) with sport sport was a thing to be doing (laughs) so you know as soon as I could like literally walk (laughs) they were into cricket and into into soccer um being Italian soccer is really you know the in thing so the boys always pay I mean I remember Saturday morning having Matthew six months old the Joe seemed to go always fishing on a Saturday morning because you know you have to go with the weather so I'll have Matthew on one hip the four other boys in the back seat I'll go to Karori to Island Bay and it just run around the soccer field hardly even watch a game because I was so busy picking one up and dropping the other one off but um yeah so I think we've got Matthew into sport because he was very hyperactive and I was um and a friend of mine sent me a text who had she's got a special two special needs children and she said to me um Matthew um uh, Matthew would probably benefit from um going to special Olympics so and um when we'd heard about a hip-hop group that they were wasn't Special Olympics, it was just a group of mothers that put a hip-hop group together. And so Matthew doing a hip-hop group, didn't he? Yeah. What's the hip-hop group called? JDK. Yeah, what does it stand for? Just?
2: Just Dance Crazy.
0: Just oh. Dance Crazy. Where
2: is that? It's on Smith Street.
0: Ablesmith Street. So they go every Monday and they have a practice and they do concerts occasionally. Where have you done the concert, Matthew?
2: Newtown Festival.
0: Yeah. And you've been to the China.
2: Chinese New Year.
0: Chinese New Year, and he's they've done a concert for family and friends. So, right. so Matthew really enjoys J D K, and all the three flatmates that live with Matthew also go to J D K. Yeah, um, and so Matthew joined J D K. Then there was um, so special Olympics offers a lot of um, sports and stuff. Mm. So Matthew started with the, uh, did athletics, athletics,
2: athletics, yeah, swimming, yeah. basketball, yeah, and bowling,
0: and bowling, yeah. yeah, and plus he had J D K uh he had jdk so he had five things he was going to every week so since he was about nine or ten years old yeah
1: you're very busy
0: since then. yeah and so yeah so i spent all my time running you know running in the car and stuff like that dropping them off dropping off there and he but he seemed to enjoy those things and it was it was good for him got rid of all the excess energy because of that i think he slept better at night Matthew now works. Where do you work
2: Matthew? Newtown New, time, New, World. New World. So how did you find your work?
0: What year did we start looking for work for you, Matthew?
2: 2016.
0: So that's 2023 now. So in 2016 Matthew went to one of them high school. So Matthew went to Burrenpur Kindi. Mm-hmm. Burrenpur Kindi he went to um, St Francis de Sales, the Catholic school that, that I went to and his brothers went to. And then uh, we found out about a school in Christchurch called Horswell. So it was a school for special needs kids. So we were doing a lot of work with Matthew on that, but we got to a stage where where do we go next? And I'd heard about Horswell. So Joe, so Matthew and I went Matthew went down to Horswell one one week, didn't we, Matthew? Yeah. And we had a look at it, and I said to Matthew, Do you think you could live here? Yeah. Because so it's a boarding school, and you said yes, you wanted to, eh? Yes, I wanted to. Yeah. Yes. So Did you lived there. Yeah. Mm. So you went down oh, Horswell for two
2: and a half years
0: yeah yeah Yeah, so and he stayed I stayed there he boarded there yeah Yeah, I never had Matthew away from me for more than a day and I sent him to boarding school Mm. it was one of the hardest things we ever did as a family and we were all torn apart by it like Mm. we didn't really want to do it but I could see that it was a it was good for Matthew Mm. and I could see that he could benefit a lot because we had been so involved with his life he didn't know he, he couldn't, he wasn't independent, you know. I remember bringing him to boarding school and um, staying the first night and they gave them breakfast and the guy said, gave Matthew his toast. I got up to butter the toast. He goes, no, no, sit down. Mm. He'll butter the toast. And Matthew, it's, it, how old were you into it? Went to Horswell?
2: 13. Was 13, 13
0: years old. It was the first time he buttered his toast. <laughs> yeah. And by the time he left Horswell, he could use a fork and knife perfectly he didn't he didn't learn a lot educationally but he learned a lot um so um life skills you know um you know learned how to get a bus learned how to eat with a fork and knife learn how to live with other people just learn how to mix them with sport and stuff you know
1: so he learned all of those in horsewell
0: oh, i think he learned a lot in horsewell there he was developing them here he came back after the um earthquake what, what year was the earthquake 2010 yeah 2010 he had to come back because of the earthquake and so that's when we got him into special olympics everything we could think of so he went into everything he was doing jdk and four other activities for special olympics mm. and um and he started to develop you know he, he really enjoyed going uh, he really enjoyed sort of the running and stuff mm. and one of his brothers got involved and was a coach and yeah and so we were lucky enough to go to kent yeah yeah and like you said he won some medals and stuff mm. and then he's been to um the national summer games every every three, every years. three years, yeah, every three years, and um, yeah, and anything, any opportunities that have come up, Matthew's taken them. Um, yeah, I, I'm a firm believer of of taking everything with both hands. You know, okay, there were four four sports he could do, so let's do them. You know, so he did them, um, and he up till last year he he was doing um, he was doing um, temp and bowling. And then his hours changed at work, didn't they, Matthew? Yeah. yeah. What, what hours were you working?
2: Three o'clock to six o'clock. o'clock. No, it was <laughs>
0: three o'clock to six o'clock, where the bowling was four o'clock on a Wednesday. So he realises how important his job is, so he was happy to give up that. And then basketball, this year we decided not to do basketball because it starts at 5.30, then, then Matthew, what time do you finish work, Matthew?
2: Six o'clock. Yeah,
0: yeah. But, he, but it's a good opportunity for him to um, help with the, fam- with the meal at the house. Yeah. So Matthew's doing the meal on a, on a Thursday night with one of the caregivers. Yeah. Yeah. So that's worked out well, eh Matthew? And you like that, I like that.
1: Yeah. Have you com- competed uh, with basketball? With... Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been on,
0: co- on competitions and stuff, yeah. A yeah. mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago you we went swimming and you got a couple of medals. Yeah. Where'd you go swimming,
2: Matt? Um, to North.
0: Yeah, to North, yeah. Came home with, mm. how many medals? Uh, three medals, eh? Three. Three, three two medals. Two. two, two or three. Two medals. Two, two okay. medals, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a first in something else, yeah. And, um, and Special Olympics was great, you know, they, they um, have a, a great bunch of volunteers and um, and they make sure that they really have a good time mm. and and I feel that Matthew's is completely safe with them because another thing with having a child with special needs you worry about safety and how much do yeah, they understand and stuff cool. like that. Yeah but um, yeah I just feel completely um, confident with the fact that Matthew lives here with caregivers and, and his flatmates um, the fact you know he, he can go to work on a bus and stuff like that. Um, Matthew has an, you know, a great job at Utah yeah. yeah. New World, and his um, the boss, mm. Mark, and his and the manager that looks after Matthew, they're amazing. They're very very supportive. Um, you know, I couldn't speak highly enough at the supermarket. They're very supportive, um, and Matthew seems to be very well loved at the supermarket. Everyone seems to know him <laughs> and Matthew. Now <laughs> yeah, you
1: found out. Uh,
0: you found out a new support group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, Another support group. Yeah, and um, yeah. I mean, when Matthew, when Matthew, um, when they had the pandemic. And Matthew had his um as you know he, they did a story about Matthew it was on the front page of the Dominion post I mean everyone was so proud to have that photo and and I remember New World putting it on their on their Facebook page mm. and getting about 500 likes and now people were saying oh my gosh I didn't realize he was autistic I didn't realize you know it was really amazing yeah mm-hmm. so he was um yeah Matthew was yeah
2: so how long have you been working there now four and a half years, a half years.
0: Yes, yeah okay. yeah yeah four and a half years so we started off like uh, i was telling you before about it. so um matthew was 20 and they decided oh you know you have to have work experience so we thought oh we'll, we'll do work experience so um i said to the lady i said i'll um, i'll help matthew with this and so we did a cv and every wednesday we would go and visit quite a few places but leave the cv we didn't go to family members because he could have gone to family members and got a job there no trouble but I wanted Matthew to go to someone that would realise Matthew's value because mm. I knew Matthew had it in him to, to hold down a job. Mm. So um, yeah, so we went to quite a few places. we were up to 42 people and no one had called us back. Is
1: it within Wellington? It's in
0: Wellington, yeah. Yeah, we started with Wellington, we were down to Langdon Quay. Oh. Uh, and mm. so yeah, and then Newtown New World rang and said, uh, would, uh, and they said, yeah, is Matthew still interested in doing work experience? I said, yeah, on a, we can do it on a Wednesday. So, you know how many how many hours i said i don't know maybe three four five six hours i said okay then then start next week and so um matthew had someone go with him for the first couple of weeks from right. emerge and um yeah and then bit by bit matthew learned how to do everything so when matthew first started at newtown new world he was on doing work experience mm-hmm. and then they one day they rang us up and they said oh you know we feel that matthew's a really valued member of the team and we like to give him paid employment Mm, and nice. and that was wonderful. Uh, I just said thank you so much, put the phone down and started to cry. And um <laughs> and, and the guy ran me back, he said to me, So it's okay, is it? I said, Yeah, it's fine, it's yeah. fine He said, Would you like to come in and we'll sign the contract and stuff? Yeah. So that's it. So Matthew works um, at Newtown New World part time.
1: What's the work um, routine for What do you do,
0: what do you do when you when you first go there? You start what time do you start work? Three o'clock. Yeah. Three o'clock. yeah. What do you do?
2: Set the shelves mm. and do the packing bags in the checkout counter and clean the clean the kitchen dishes in the kitchen staff room and clean the set sanitise with the baskets and uh, do the the stacking shelves and doing
0: what about cardboard? I did uh, the cardboard. message into recycling big time. Recycling. Into the
2: recycling. Yeah
0: if that's the cardboard and stuff like that. So he yeah. works, um, what days do you work Matthew?
2: Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays and Saturdays. Monday, yes. yeah.
1: Sunday is rest day.
0: Sunday, Sunday and Monday.
2: Sunday and Monday. Day yeah, three days off. Yeah. Yeah. So off. Yeah. Do you enjoy what you do? Yeah.
0: Do you like your job?
2: I love my job.
0: Yeah, he does. He really loves it and he's very happy. And they're, very, and they're great at uh, that supermarket and very, He's very content there. They seem to understand him really well. Right. And he's got a good rapport with the staff and with the the people that work at the supermarket.
1: So how do you go there? Do you take a bus or ride a car? A bus.
0: So what's your routine? So on Mondays he doesn't work, so what do you do on Mondays? At Spectrum, what do you do at Spectrum?
2: I do DIY with work, mornings, and after lunch, afternoon. Do the compost. compost.
1: Oh, you're planting
2: compost.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So on Tuesdays to set sab- Tuesdays.
2: I do Rattle Explorers morning ten.
0: Yeah, and then in the afternoon he'll leave about two o'clock to go to work. Uh-huh. Yeah, Wednesday he ha- has the day with me, and we do jobs at home, don't we, Matthew? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Thursdays and Fridays he goes to.
2: Thursdays goes to maringa yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, and then to work at two, and Fridays Thursdays to work at two. I
2: do. The people's meeting and i do radio prep 10 more every mornings at 10am and after lunchtime afternoon 1pm i do do made by maringa mm. and make things to sell make things to sell yeah and they have fears every once in a while yeah. You know, fears um on fridays i do relationships Friday mornings at ten AM yeah. ten AM mornings mm. and do health health and wellness and after lunchtime What the Friday afternoon?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go to work. At you leaves it at, to, at two o'clock. What time you leave my at two? Two o'clock. 2 o'clock. o'clock. You know, two o'clock. Time. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah. Yeah. And, time. The boss, yeah. Right? yeah. and he gets the bus, he goes down to where what where do you get the bus from?
2: go to Newtown Rutherford Street shops
0: yeah right. and then he gets um then he comes then he finishes work at six mm. and he gets the bus yeah. home mm. and yeah and um and normally yeah. but they they wait for him to have dinner and they'll have the flat have dinner together
2: yeah mm. um, so yeah um, the second Friday I have Fuse nights 6 30 till 8 so
0: on a Friday every second Friday they goes to Fuse and that Fuse is for um young people like Matthew and it just gives them an outlet to go together, just an island bay, and they go what you, what do you do to fuse? Yeah.
2: Do activities some, and they go out sometimes? Go out sometimes. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. going out? Yeah. Going out do things. Do we go,
0: go to, to pubs? pubs. <laughs> 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 yeah, he likes <laughs> going to I pubs. Yeah, yeah. I remember that story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he yeah. likes going to pubs, yeah. He likes um yeah, Matthew loves going out. Matthew yeah. loves people. Yeah. You, Matt? yeah. yeah.
1: So he doesn't have sensitivity in his ears right no Uh, no some kids are sensitive to to noise but for him it's
0: okay no yeah he's um uh, over the years he has had that sort of um had that problem Mm -hmm. um but over the years he's just been able to manage it Mm -hmm. it's like um so Matthew's on no medication now um when When, when
1: was the last time that he had medication
0: Uh, when before he went to horswell mm-hmm.
1: and that's the one that's the last
0: time yeah the last time so we really went to horswell and we wanted really him to have all the benefits that were possible from horswell so i talked to the gp and he was on respiridone, quite a strong medication to keep him calm but he was and i said to him i think we should start winning him off it and we had to win him off it because he got um he got a um a side effect of that where he lost the use of his femta muscle right. he was 11 years old and had to go back into nappies so it was such a hard thing so we had to get him off this, this. And we, we had a lovely um urologist that helped us um and over matthew had to have botox injections in his bladder for two years so you think one thing's helping but another thing gets stuffed up so you know yeah so i said to the doctor he has to be weaned off this. i agree so because it was a quite strong medication we weaned him off over six months and then he we had to retrain him to go to the toilet and then after that no more medication he went down to um horswell um oh, he went down to Horswell had no medication he was fine and since he's never had any medication yeah okay. yeah we we thought that you can't get a benefit out of things if you're on drugs and stuff yeah and so he thought you know h- going down to Horswell how's he going to learn all these things if he's drugged up with you know Risperidone and stuff it's quite a strong medication mm-hmm. and so we think no and I had a very really good GP mm-hmm. that um she would just listen to what I wanted, to do. and I say, "I want to do this. I want to do that." She said, "I don't think you can do that, but we'll try it this way." And I was, you know, very enthusiastic because our goal as a family was that Matthew had to live the most normal life possible so that he could live a normal life. You know, yeah. You're, you know. So as a family we had, we always had goals, especially once he finished um, school, and um, once he finished, um, once he finished um, Wellington High School. What did you do after that?
2: I went to Woltek. Went to Woltek for two years, yeah. What did you uh, study? I studied computers. computers.
0: And, uh, and life, I
2: had life school. Life skills. Yeah.
0: So he went for two years. So he had to learn to go from Island Bay to the railway station, the railway station to Patoni. So he learnt that when he was in the last year at Wellington High. And um, and he had to learn to come back. And, um, you know, um, when he was going to Wellington High, I would take him there. And then, um, and then the goal was always that he was going to get the bus to High and back on his own. So he'd been going to Wellington for about two terms, and I said, "This term, Matthew, we're going to learn how to get the bus." Hmm. So we learned how to get the bus. So I would watch him get the bus, and I would follow him.
1: You follow on a separate car, or and on the car, on the oh, car, right. yeah, on the car, yeah.
0: Anyway, we were up to about our third week, and I was still following him, and he got off at Wellington. Oh, he's doing this really well. And the bus driver got yeah. off the bus too, and he said to me, look here, lady, I've watched you for three weeks following your son. I think you're the one that, <laughs> that needs to grow up and leave the boy alone. <laughs> so since then, I didn't follow him. And then, um, and then there was a little girl, the young lady up the road that she lived in the same street as us, and I just said to her, just make sure that Matthew gets the bus right. home every day. And she would just discreetly keep an eye on him and sit with him. And uh, he learned, to, yeah, so he learned to go to Wellington High on his own when he was about um how old were you at high? about 14, eh? right. 14.
2: 14. yeah
0: yeah because yeah. he'd been two years at homeswell yeah. yeah and then he learned how to go and so the next transition of course was when he went to world Tech to learn how to get the bus from island bay to the railway station the railway station to world Tech. and he went there for two years and he learned quite a bit and they were, and he was still he had started doing the work experience at the supermarket which was really good so all was monday tuesday thursday friday and then wednesday was a day off right. and that's when he would go to the supermarket and he really enjoyed that and he learned to get the bus to the supermarket and back mm-hmm. and he really enjoyed that and then um, once he, um by the time he'd finished World Tech that you know they said to him you know he can start work he went to he hadn't started working um paid work then so he went to Maranga and learnt and stayed there and they Maranga teachers and skills, you know for life life skills yeah. and um then once he got the job at um supermarket he would just go to maranga on the days or on the times that he wasn't at the supermarket so that was great and, and having Maringa has been that's only been developed in the last 10 years and that's been a great asset for the community Um, for the, instead of having the kids home all the time when they haven't got a job they get up they, so the so Matthew's flatmates they all on a monday they all just get up and go to Maringa. Mm-hmm you know and then some, most of them stay there most of the day some of them can have got part-time jobs or work for an hour or so yeah uh-huh. you know, and they and Matthew works uh, and then he leaves hey Matthew yeah. yeah and that's what he does and that's actually worked out really well
1: yeah. so going back to that uh, bus when we were teaching or you were teaching Matthew mm-hmm. uh, riding a bus did yeah. you ride with him at first or just no I,
0: I just yeah I showed him how to get on the bus you know get on then, put the but... the ticket yeah, money yeah, and stuff like it. that yeah. yeah the snapper card and that you know teach. Them how i do that and i said to the bus driver oh, i'm teaching no oh, no that's fine that's fine first three or four times for that and then i said to the you know mm-hmm. i'll be following the bus he's got to get off at one night because yeah, no, that's fine okay. and so yeah and so that's how yeah um i find that you know if you speak to people and tell them what's happening they're very accepting yeah. and they will help you know i mean i remember once being in kakordis and this mm-hmm. and Matthew was having a tantrum on the on the on the um the lifting recordings <laughs> and the lady said to me can't you control him?" i said no would you like to try <laughs> <laughs> yeah look he's autistic this is what he does yeah. and she said oh i'm so sorry you know but once you explain to people what's what the problem is they're yeah. really quite good then after a while i mean i can honestly say Matthew i would say that half the people in the supermarket think maybe there's something wrong with Matthew not quite sure but just you know mm. but Matthew's just and, 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 and Matthew's just like any other kid, any other young man, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know, they, they put the special needs label on, but I think now he has no special needs because he works.
1: Yeah, he can. He can um, do everything.
0: Manage, yeah. yeah, he can, can manage, manage his, his life. Out. You yeah. know, he, he can help with the meals. He works. He, 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 has, he has had a couple of girlfriends um, and stuff like that, you know. Um, yeah, I, I met. Yeah. 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 And he has a great life here at the flat. Um, don't you, Mickey? Do you love your life at the yes. flat? Yes. Yep. Yes. You like flatting? I love team, Yeah. You meet yeah. new friends or Yeah, it's made yeah. new friends at, at yeah. work. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. So the photos. Yeah, and, the photos and, like, and that.
0: Uh, yeah, this and is and, a flat. Yes. They they just have such a great life, this lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um they go out, they do things. The caregivers are wonderful.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um and yeah, and I mean, when Matthew was first diagnosed, we we didn't know the life that Matthew was gonna have. But we are so happy that Matthew has this life. You know, um we we honestly thought that someone was going to have to look after him for the rest of his life. Someone from the family. Then when we made that transition from, from living, at, living at home um, and to Matthew going flatting. Hmm. I mean, as I said, Matthew lives in the family home and we've moved out. And three mates have moved in and Spectrum have taken over the running of the house. Hmm. Um, it's been great. It's yeah. been great. And, and they take Matthew to hip-hop now they they make sure that Matthew gets to work on time but that's never been a problem um yeah they make sure that I mean that Matthew does all his activities and stuff like that we actually go swimming together because I quite like swimming yeah yeah yeah, and um hey Matthew we like swimming don't we yeah yeah we do and and that's right so from the diagnosis to how far Matthew's come I would say is nothing short of a miracle and a lot of people have said that I can't believe this is the same boy that would throw push the other kids yeah and um, mm-hmm. we we went many lessons, and you saw all the kids in the pool. That's yeah. <laughs> You yeah, when you, were way sick, way you back that, in the day. Way back in the day when he was sick. was doing that. Yeah. In two
2: thousand two, I was with Eddie looked after me.
0: Yeah, and then he had different people looking after him over the years at St Francis, and that helped a lot. And then when he went to Wellington, went to Horserow, of course that was that was wonderful. Then going to Wellington High, um, you know, I was in two minds about summer to Wellington High, a because there was girls at that school yeah. and my boys had already and my hadn't even been to all-boys school but Millington High was a good fit for Matthew and he did well there and they made sure that he um he was integrated into the other classrooms and stuff they had a day base but he was going to the other classes and, and it was good
1: yeah and yeah. it was an amazing journey for him because back then there were only few support yeah years. yeah like it's not it's uh, how will I say this there's no OERS funding, there's no other uh, additional uh, support from let's say, autism and said, it's that's like, right. just the family yeah. navigating the journey. Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how were you able to navigate that complexity? And then now here's Matthew. Yeah.
0: Well, I think, you know, we really worked together as a family. Mm-hmm. Our goal was always that he was going to live the best possible life. Mm-hmm. And we had goals for him every year. Every year. yeah and um know, yeah, it was like be toilet trained five years old number one six-year-old number two um go to school um do activities um do things with the family his brothers were great they would take him out you know he had so much energy and we used to like bring him to the park and just let him run let him run and then when he got chosen to go to Berlin I thought well that's the reason why while he's been running <laughs> <laughs> there was yes. been a reason why we stayed yeah, in the yeah, park yeah. all the time yeah, yeah. run run you just, you just keep running you know mm-hmm. and um so that was a reason there was a reason why we were going to the park and just letting him run because yeah. he had to go to berlin god had chosen him to go to berlin it was just a matter of time yeah, yeah. and that so i think um a lot of people say to us oh yeah, you know, how did you do it and stuff like that well matthew got a lot of love a lot of understanding a lot of caring um he's four older brothers and his dad they no one ever ever complained about this little kid. I mean we used to go out for dinner every week and at one stage we couldn't go to dinner anywhere because I remember once we went to Valentine's restaurant and he just went there and (laughs) put all the food on the floor and stuff like that you know so we were never going anywhere. If we had a family wedding one of us would stay home and look after Matthew and then they would go to the wedding with the kids you know and that's what it got like but the goal was always that Matthew was going to be a part of everything It's just going to take more time yes. and that you know so when my sister came back from overseas and was going to get married she said to me oh um I want Matthew to be page boy how old were you when you page with Auntie Daniel I
2: was seven years old
0: seven years old so, oh my God he's never going to keep still but his cousin Charlotte was with him how old was, she, was Charlotte 12 years old he was 12 yeah. years old and she she's actually a teacher now mm-hmm. and um and she took him by the hand and, and she guided him you know mm-hmm. there's always someone guiding him and mm-hmm. um yeah, and then little thing, and then and then we got him into everything. I remember once um, they had a um, Rotary in Plymouth and had a, had a, um, a speech competition. Mm-hmm. So oh, we'll get him to do that. So we went the first year and he came nowhere. The second year he came second, mm-hmm. and we went down to Christchurch mm-hmm. and he wrote and um, him and I wrote the story together. And he wrote about his family and his it's brothers and everything like that. And um it was it was great, wasn't it? Mm. You yeah. really yeah, we really enjoyed going to Christchurch and we made a lot of friends. And he went back to because how old were you when you went down to um to do the speech in Christchurch? Twenty
2: one. Twenty
0: one. And he left Horswell, he'd been away from Horswell for about two or three years. Oh, about five years, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so we went down to Horswell and met Matthew, Matthew School and a lot of the teachers were still there. Mm and um so happy to see Matthew again and Matthew remembered all their birthdays from years and years ago yeah, and they memory. yeah <laughs> great memory and so they said him um, would you like us could we listen to your speech yeah. so Matthew sat in the in the uh, we so we stood in the um in the kitchen of Horswell and Matthew did a speech for them oh, yeah. and they were just overwhelmed they you know and then yeah um so we came we went down to Christchurch and he came six out of you know, um, so th- second in the North Island and six over the whole of New Zealand. And that was great. And he was, you know, and the fact that he couldn't even speak at six or seven, and now he can do a speech. Yeah, yeah. and he can read and he can write. That was amazing. So the goals always were well, when he was younger it was to read, mm. to write, to be toilet trained, and to have friends and do things with your family. And so over the years, slowly, I mean, it was very slow you know we'd have times when he would not learn a word for you know three or four or five six days and the, you know and then he'd, he'd go forward and then he'd regress go forward and then regress hmm. then eventually he started to go forward and didn't regress anymore so we could teach him more you know? so
1: when you teach him with a word let's say happy yeah so is it like
0: you... so get a happy face and it, so we had these cards that, um, yeah, that we got. Or, yeah, I yeah, yeah, and the plastic, yeah. And so we'd do happy. And then we, on the door, we will put a stop sign with a hand. Stop, you know yeah <laughs> and stuff like that so he would learn to, yeah that was the biggest thing was that he was a runner we were always scared he was going to run away and we we're never going to find him <laughs> even now though, he's going to build I'm saying to him stay near everyone make sure that you you know because he's, he's got a really strong stride and I'm old and I take a while to catch up I said just walk next to people and if you going to go to the toilet if you want to go to somewhere you've got to say um I mean I, he's 27 and I still worry but um I will say am confident that he can go to um, Berlin Mm. he you know he he he's made us proud just being Mm. chosen I mean he's very fit yeah I mean he's going to have a great time over there Mm. and I think that the fact that he can go there without his family although one of his brothers is going to go there yeah but they're quite strict of where they of how they um how you know in Berlin, because there's you know, quite a lot of athletes and stuff like that, he won't get to see his brother much. But if you know his brother will be in the crowd, and his brother will go and see him at night time. Mm. But that's really a big independence for him.
1: So, how are you preparing
2: for the Berlin? Pre- yeah. Yeah.
0: How are you preparing? What are you doing? Uh, what are you
2: doing for the
0: Olympics? What are you doing for the Olympics?
2: Two hundred metres, yeah. mm-hmm. relay. relay, relay, and long jump. Long jump. Don't let anyone. Run as fast as you can and don't let anyone pass me.
0: <laughs> That's what one of his uncles told him to do. But I just said, do your best. Yeah, Enjoy and yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoy. Yeah, enjoy. Yeah. enjoy yeah. So he's, um, he, he, he does um, one of his brothers is a personal trainer. So yeah. what do you do? You go to...
2: No, I go to Snap Fitness.
0: Snap Fitness with yeah. his brother.
2: With my brother, Gino. Yeah. and he... Gino doesn't work at the Exodus Gym anymore. No. Yeah. He's now. gone to... Snap Fitness, and
0: you're going to Snap and you go to Snap Fitness, two way. Eh? Yeah, yeah. And what did you do when Damien came
2: here? Damien is the um, brother from brother. Australia. Yeah. Damien, me and Damien went to Empire.
0: No, what about running? Not the, uh, <laughs> many, not the cafes. And
2: Damien went to running with Quentin. I did two hundred meters and relay. Yeah, and what
0: did you do? You ran up and down the
2: hill. I ran, um, ran up and down the hill and Daniel couldn't
0: do anymore because he was puffed out yeah, eh? he was puffed out but so yeah. you weren't weren't you yeah, I weren't no you just yeah. kept running didn't you just keep running yeah yeah so it's quite safe energy. Yeah, <laughs> energy. yeah yeah so I think you know when you have a child with autism and that you've got to um they got a lot of energy you've got to redirect the energy mm. and um that's what I find anything that was Matthew if it wasn't appropriate we just redirect it to something else mm. and he would learn but now people say I forget that he's autistic because he does everything you know yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. he does and you know, I and once in a while I'll, I'll say oh i'm sorry he has autism or something you know like he will come out with something um with somewhere he'll just say something and i say oh i'm sorry mm. but at the end of the day people don't really care you know they just see the the, the person he has become mm. you know i mean he's you know one thing about matthew he doesn't hate doesn't have yeah. fear yeah. He just, he loves everyone, mm. he loves life, he loves everything. Don't judge people. Yeah, <laughs> He's not judgmental and stuff like that. I judge people the way they treat Matthew, but Matthew doesn't, that's a, that's he doesn't realise, he doesn't know. But most, I must admit, most people are really good. I think Matthew's taught a lot of people about autism. Yeah. And um, and I've had people say to me, oh, we are much better people for the fact that we know Matthew.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah because
0: Matthew brought a special, specialness about things, yeah. you know, he just he's
1: I mean, always happy yeah yeah and the patience i mean i'm learning from my children and my autistic child yeah. and being patient is one of those oh wasn't patience that... is the worst thing <laughs>
0: <one>. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and like for me i had those four other, other older boys and then i had matthew and it was like yeah patience was really hard to get mm. but now actually i don't even rush anymore i just take life as it comes yeah and um and and, and i taught matthew to do that too so i remember two years ago when matthew um at at Maringa, they have a meeting. You have a, um. There's each. Someone looks after Matthew at Maringa. Mm. Adam looks after Matthew at Maringa. And once a, once a year, we'll have a a chat about the goals. We once Matthew moved in here in his job, I said, I don't think we've got any more goals. That's mm. it. So there's no like. Um, I mean, going to Berlin was a complete surprise, which yeah. we were thrilled about. It's not part know? of the goal. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't part of the goal. Go to Berlin and get a medal and stuff like that. That wasn't part of the goal. Mm. The goal was a little thing like get a job mm. get some well not a little thing it's a big thing really get a job able to you know look after yourself yeah and um and yeah and so now we're in a really good place as the family that his brothers are always there and supportive for him he has somewhere to live for the rest of his life he has a job and he can go to maringa and he has his friends from the house yeah. and his friends from maringa and then he has you know his brother's friends and his brothers are all very close to him. Um, they all have, they all spend time with him doing individual things.
1: Are all um, his brothers around? around um, the, yeah, um, except for the one, the one in Australia
0: and the other three live in, one, one lives in Johnsville, one lives in Island Bay, another one lives in Miramar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, um, and, and Matthew no, likes nothing better than having a family mm-hmm. afternoon tea or family dinner and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we, have, we always end up having extras for Easter and Christmas, which is great, which is yeah. great. Yeah, but like this weekend we had it was Dad's birthday, wasn't it? Yeah. And we had all the brothers and the nieces and nephews come, eh? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, and he likes that. He he loves his nieces and nephews. So, yeah.
1: where are you celebrating?
0: We did to celebrate. Where did we have morning tea, afternoon tea at Mum, Mum, and Dad's
1: house.
0: Mum and Dad's house. Yeah, yeah. They all came for afternoon tea at Mum and Dad's, so that that was good. Yeah, and Matthew um loves spending time with his brothers, and they're really good with him. You know, they um yeah you know, I couldn't couldn't be happier. They're just great, and it's. it's Sister in laws, the three, three sister in laws. They're good, aren't they? Yeah. What are sister in laws' names?
2: Lauren and Lisa and Anna Moray. Yeah.
0: Mm. yeah. And what's happening in November?
2: Lisa's November having a new baby.
0: Yeah. Are you excited? Yeah. yeah. I'm oh, yeah, excited. Because it's going to be a girl. And we don't have ah. many girls in our family. Or <laughs> <laughs> <All> boys. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of boys in our family, so we're very excited that we're having a little girl. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So that's in November, isn't yes, it, Yes, it is, yeah. right. Yeah have you oh, yeah. thought of a gift for the baby um not yet huh? not, not, yet? Yet. Uh, not yet. Yet. it's, ages, to... away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> ages away yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right it's ages away although we looked a lot but we know no no we just it's ages away we'll wait yeah, for a while really. <laughs> yeah yeah so that's it so so that's our story that's our life so mm. to anyone so someone say to me oh my god what was it like with having a child what's it like having a child with autism it wasn't easy but if you give them lots of love, love and lots of attention, you get the rewards.
3: Mm.
0: And really, you have to put the time into them. You have to put the time into them. You can't um, like if I had raised Matthew like I'd raised the other four kids, Matthew's life would be would be different. or wouldn't be the same because with Matthew, you had to teach him everything. You know, just the little things like the other kids just picked things up naturally. Mm. With Matthew, you have to teach him how to use a fork, teach him how to use a knife. To make a sandwich you have to teach most people just know you have to teach them everything and that and and so you need time and you need lots of love and lots of patience but i feel that as a family we've done a good job raising Matthew. yeah yeah and i'm, yeah, and I'm proud to be Matthew's mum and his brothers are proud and his dad are proud, are proud of him like we just um you know every little thing that he does you know i mean how you know when he was born and when he was diagnosed we never dreamed he would be able to represent his country yeah, yeah that was that was a dream. Well, we didn't even dream it because we just thought it was not a possibility. It's just a yeah, thing, then yeah, that's, yeah. It, right? that's right. Yeah, <laughs> well, just just try and get through living our life and and him being independent. But then to be, to be representing his country, to have gone to Cairns to win to win the medals and stuff like that. You know, um, it's just been you know it's just been a a dream of an outcome. You know, um, and I never thought that it would get would be this good yeah you know? and I mean and we're thrilled that for Matthew too and for all the people that have seen Matthew grow up and seen what how he was and what's happened today there's so many possibilities for these kids yeah you know um life doesn't have to be that negative like when you when you got that diagnosis you're so overwhelmed with it but no it doesn't have to be like that it can be it's, It really actually it's what you make it what you make it the time you put into it and everything yeah. um and that's it you know just mean if nothing was easy getting the job took years um learning learning just daily life took years mm-hmm. but now like i said all the goals are done yeah now mm-hmm. we can, yeah, yeah. He, he lives a normal life with his flatmates friends. they go out wow. he's got friends goes to parties. They love partying don't you Matthew? Yeah. Yeah every time they have a birthday they have to have a party. Yeah <laughs> they love living and they really enjoy life and it's just so lovely to see them all happy um in this wonderful environment you know with, with their caregivers who are really great they just step back they just keep an eye on them and they're there for guidance and you know I mean it's really great I mean Matthew can make a risotto and, and cook. What, what, what
2: dishes can you cook? What can you make? Mac- macaroni and cheese, mm.
0: <laughs> it's only because he likes that, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, and the risotto you have to spend plenty of time cleaning the risotto, don't you, Matt? Yeah, yeah. So but Matthew likes cleaning, he's right, uh, he's very good at like doing the dishes and unloading the dishwasher, don't you, Matt? Yeah, yeah, mm. he likes doing that sort of stuff, he likes yeah. cleaning, it's very tidy. Everything in this room is color coordinated, and everything yeah. is very tidy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and you know, because when I Matthew was diagnosed, I was overwhelmed, and our whole family was overwhelmed. Mm and I'm so proud we have got this far
3: yeah
0: because I never thought we'd get this far Mm. so I just say to other parents you know when these guys being been diagnosed I just say to them just do your best Mm. and lots of love and lots of caring and the world's a oyster yeah Yeah. because no such thing is impossible it is always possible so
1: what is autism in the eyes of Maria
0: yeah in my eyes to know what autism was I learnt with Matthew and I, as and as a family we always did our best for him and, and you know but we also try to live a normal life as possible i think you know autumn's a label but you need to forget the label and just live as normal life as possible and then things might take a bit more time but i honestly think that you eventually you get there
3: yeah.
0: yeah and i think that's what you know you've got to give hope to people i think yeah autism is about hope about making sure that you give your very best to your child and um, yeah and then in return they'll do everything they can they'll do what they're capable of if they're not capable of something they'll let you know you step down a level and you start again Um, there were times when I thought oh Max is never going to be able to do this but no he was surprised us every time Mm -hmm. you know then I'd go back and forget about it for six months then I go like he can read he can write I didn't think he was going to be able to read and write he he reads labels he he's very good at keeping things in order and stuff like that. I mean, when they were changing the supermarket round, I was really worried because he's got a photographic memory, so he remembered where everything was. So they had to relearn everything, and which was really good. Um, and he's relearned really everything. You like the new supermarket, Matt? Oh, you
2: really love the supermarket. Yeah,
0: so they've refixed it and they've That's redone it. It's really lovely. Oh. Yeah, it's really lovely. First, is doesn't it, Matt? Yeah. First. Yeah, 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 it's good. up.
1: what is autism in the eyes of Matt?
2: Autism for me is being different. I have different ways to thinking. I have an unusual ability to remember birthdays and dates. I am lucky that so many people have sort of supported, supported me over the years. I
0: have lived in Inavale all my life. Mum says the, the village helped raised me. So we talked about it and he wrote that down. So yeah, mm. um, it's been a, a tough journey. I, I, mm. It's been a tough journey. It hasn't been easy, but the wards uh, oh, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. are far away. <laughs> I mean, you know, we live, my husband and I live in further down the road, but we can go to bed every night thinking Matthew is living his best life and he's happy. And So we've got the same happiness we have for the four older boys than we have for Matthew. Mm-hmm. That's it, you know. I mean, all he wants them there, as a parent, all he wants them to live a happy, happy life and, you know, and, and have a good life mm-hmm. and, um, and be good people. And and show kindness, and I feel that you know we've got that with Matthew. Yeah, yeah. And hey, yeah, is life good, Matthew? Yeah, my, good.
2: my life is good. Thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. life is great, hey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, once your child is diagnosed, it's not the end of the world. It's a start of a new life. It's a it's a start of something, it's a start of a of a really long journey. But I can honestly say, as a parent of an autistic child, there is an end to the journey. Like I feel now that. As a family, we've done our very best for Matthew. I can see. I think Matthew's got a job. Matthew's has a wonderful life living here in the house of his flatmates. He has, you know, he's got great social skills. You know, I just, you know, I never dreamed all those things for Matthew. Um, And I was thought that we would be the elderly parents running around after our son. So it looks like it might be. He's, um, he's been around after us, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is even better, yeah, <laughs> which he yeah. does do, he's always tidying up after me. Yeah. But um, yeah, so no, it's, um, I think, you know, lots of love, lots of caring.
1: Yeah, okay. All right, thank you for your time and thank all you. the best to the Berlin all Olympics. All you...
0: the not... Yeah. fun! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you very much. So, thank you for
0: um, right. And thank you for um, listening to our story, because that means a lot for us. We want people to know that the impossible is possible.